G'day, welcome back to uh, Australian version Pedaling Podcast. I'm John, I'm cycling home to the UK from Australia. I've just spent the last eight days cycling from Sydney down to Melbourne. I did take a train for the last section from Barnsdale to Melbourne, but I'm going to be in Melbourne for a while now before setting off on the next leg, which will be from Melbourne over to Perth before heading to Asia and following that trip all the way back home to the UK. If you're interested in following along, you can jump on the Instagram at Pedaling Podcast. Anyway, onto the show. So I'm talking with Sammy Sowie, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to Sammy is because she's, well, she's a creative, and one of the reasons for me doing this trip is I wanted to demonstrate my own creativity and storytelling through this whole, I guess, journey back home, and and give everyone else a platform to express themselves and be able to ask them those questions as well. And one of the reasons why I reached out to Sammy is because I've seen what she's been doing over the last couple of years. I didn't know anything about Sammy before I started seeing her movies and what she was doing with the Rafa Thereabouts project. And I'm really interested by her, um, her perspective. I mean, if you look at her Instagram stories and her feed, then you kind of see that she's got an interesting eye, um, something that's a little bit more abstract and different to, to most people. And I think also because if you watch any of the movies that she's helped produce and been in as well, you can see there's a... There's definitely a challenge in that and saying that you can travel on your bike and still find the story to tell and still edit and still produce and still be kind of raw and and um, open about the whole experience as well. And I really wanted to tap in and ask her those questions. Where where she sees that perspective. What what do you think about storytelling on the bike? I mean, how does that how does that change? Because riding a bike is pretty pretty average stuff. We all kind of do it day to day, and there's no sometimes real story to tell unless you tell the reasons why you cycle and that's what I want to explore so this show is me talking to Sammy and also if you listen carefully you'll probably hear Angus Morton in the background doing the dishes all right enjoy the show and uh wait to get to the end because I've got an idea and I'm working on it and I'm really interested in kicking something off that's quite uh, deliberately interesting I guess Okay, Sammy, Sowie, welcome to the Pedaling Podcast Show. Uh, thanks for jumping on a call in the middle of your uh, winter Colorado uh, climate at the moment. <laughs> Thank you, John. Yeah, it's pretty cold out here, but I mean, it's beautiful. I guess, first of all, I guess uh, just for people that probably don't know who you are, like, how, tell us kind of who you are. Well, um, I'm Sammy, I'm born in Barcelona currently living in Girona, but I've been traveling a little bit to the States. Um, right now, I think it's, it's going to be one of my last trips up here as I had some issues, some issues with customs this last trip. So, um, And then I worked freelance for a communication company called Crank Communication Berlin, where we do projects for influencers and brands to get on board influencers into their profiles and then also I've been working uh, with Gus Morton for um, Thereabouts and Outskirts for the last two films um, I've been also in the first well the three films I've been doing some photos and then the last two film I've been also like helping to produce it helping a bit as much as I could in, in other stuff and learning a lot thanks to that so yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. 
<laughs> so, so how would you describe yourself then? If you had to, you know, say what you do as a creative, as a as your as your kind of job, what would you kind of say you are? A photographer, a filmmaker. I don't describe myself as just one thing because I love learning and I love catching opportunities. Um, so I can, I, I come from like working in shops as a retail manager or as just like a retail, and then I went into working in the Rafa Clubhouse as a cafe, um, as a barista manager. Uh, I got into like really into coffee and like all these like <laughs> specific coffees long ago. So I came, I come from that. So I didn't really have any um, studies or any specific um, lessons for what I'm doing right now. So I just, I just went with the flow and yeah, learned a lot. Thanks to Gus, for example, that he made me learn everything. So yeah. <laughs> Now I'm editing films uh, sometimes. <laughs> You're completely self-taught then, I guess. Yeah, we could say, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I just love doing new things and that keeps me motivated to do more and more. So I guess photography, I always had, a, like, I always loved photography. I always had, like, analog cameras and did some some photos all over the places. But then, you know, analog cameras were su- super expensive. So, and I didn't really have the job at the time or the money to buy a proper camera. So I was like, ah, well, whatever, you know, nothing really happened until I had the opportunity to work with her ass and he had amazing equipment as well. So, yeah, that got me into an, into more and more. <laughs> That's what I do now. Yeah, it's interesting you said it because, like, the, the way I know you, I knew you through uh, the film. So here or thereabouts was where I saw you. I saw your work, saw your stuff on Instagram, and... I, I just completely presumed you've just been involved in the creative industry for absolutely years and, and cycling has just, you know, slowly become a part of that. Because if you look at your Instagram, it's kind of like very visually led. It's very like a, you kind of, you kind of see, you get to see your life through your lens, if you know what I mean. So, um, and, and that's what's quite interesting and attractive about your kind of photography work. Um, but actually it's like, it sounds like it's just something you've just had an interest in and just, just, you know, it's taken part of your life yeah exactly like that that's I think how I always use it my Instagram that for me it's a tool just to show like the nice things that life can bring you and like what for example I do sometimes I'll travel or like anything so yeah I I I don't know I guess I have that little bit of an eye for some things (laughs) um and I yeah I don't know (laughs) I don't know how to Say that is a very nice compliment from the outside. Mm. So, so tell me about how um, here or there about came about. I guess. Well, it's it's funny. It came about with actually with a podcast interview for uh, um, something called This Breaks, and it was like cycling together with um, music. Uh, it was Gus and a friend called Charlie, who's a uh, the Albion brand owner, well, and they too, they were they were doing this super funny podcast. So they interview me, and then after that, we just start chatting about music and cycling or whatever. And I was living in Berlin. I like, I, I really didn't put two together, so I didn't know who was God in that moment. <laughs> uh, but I I remember seeing his film. Um, so nothing. I just 
he just asked me to come because he wanted to bring a woman into one of his trips and he had this opportunity to do it now as he was with Rafa. And I was also working with Rafa, so it kind of matched it pretty good. Um, so yeah, it's just I was just like, yeah, sweet. Let's just let's just leave all this, like <laughs> my job in the clubhouse that I just got three months ago. <laughs> and I had a boyfriend there and then the house and everything and just jump on the trip and change my whole entire life. And, and what was your kind of role within that then to, to cycle and also because you're you're quite from what I've seen um, and the other shows you've done as well is is you you're filming photography, kind of doing everything at the same time. Yeah, so I went there and I I kind of guess I knew how to handle a camera with my hand in the bike, you know. So uh, I guess was if not, guess would be the only one sort of filming on that trip, and he was the main character. So I was like, yeah, just give me the camera, and you know, it, for me it was like. It's America, it's like a dream. There's photos everywhere, you know. So I had a little camera that um, he let he let me. He just take photos, and I was just taking photos, like generally, not even thinking on on photography aspects in my head or like anything, you know. Not I didn't calculate the light, and <laughs> I just took photos of whatever happened, and then you choose from that. I don't know. I think I took like. 8,000 photos or 7,000 photos? I have no idea. And then you end up having like 100 or 200 good ones, <laughs> if they're good <laughs> for me. If, if you went back uh, to do that kind of uh, photography work again, based on what you've done now, like how would you change uh, what you did, like the, the photography, the filming? Um, is, there, is there different things you would, you would, you would try or, or not do or do more of? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, yeah, I guess, yes. I guess I learned so much this last year that I will be more careful about the photos I'm doing or I will take a, a little bit more look to the details of what I'm shooting and how I'm shooting it. So, yeah, obviously now I would say, like, it will it will, it will be different. So tell me, take me through the the, the the series of films you kind of uh, got to work on. So the first was the first film, the first one. I think it was done with Rafa. Is that right? Yeah, like all three of them have been done with Rafa. The first one, I really just jump in and I had no really idea. So it was Route sixty six. Uh, we did all all the film is handheld, so there's no like stabilizer. There's no there's really nothing really uh, complex there in that film. Um, and then after that, it was Trans Labrador that I was, we, we took a camera to film handheld, but we also had a filmer and a crew in a car. Well, just one guy and one guy driving. So, um, so that didn't really, um, that didn't really, I didn't did so much. I did just photos there. Okay. And, um. And, and and with it with the filming and the shooting, was there any kind of like script based stuff in, in the build up to it, or is it just like shoot everything and figure it out as we go? Totally zero script, zero anything. <laughs> just like meeting the people, however we find, and like going. There was the, 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 in Trans Labrador, for example, there was a script uh, for uh, the road. Like we had a route and we had the stops. It's um, yeah, like we sort of had something there, a little bit more line up. But in Route 66, that for me is one of the best 
so far, it's there was nothing. There was just like, where do we go today? Well, we have to do 200 kilometers. So 200 kilometers. And then we find somebody. So we end up doing like 120, you know, because we just stopped chat to chat with these people. So yeah, it's no, this, there has never been a script. Now, um, this coming the third one, uh, the with the two brothers, and uh, and there was not either script on that one. It's totally different as all the other two. So <laughs> you will see it. It's pretty cool. And and, and so so like when you're so so one of the things I'm thinking is is when I do my trip, it's going to be kind of long journeys. But sometimes when I go out riding the bike and I'm doing a long trip. Sometimes I can't be bothered to, to to film and document and share it because it's just such a big distance. Your mind is not really in that moment to share. And usually yeah. when I'm doing that, it kind of takes more time. So how do you how do you manage like big distances and also being able to document, cover, shoot, film at the same time? Yeah, you you kind of prepare already from going out here, like. Me, me and Gas especially, and and then Nate, the filmer, for example, in the last one, you're kind of like already ready and mentalized that you have to film every, nearly every single thing, you know. Then maybe half of it doesn't really go, but you, I just have a, ha a camera just hanging off my hand pretty much all the time, and then Gas as well. So, yeah, you can, you, you're just mentalized. And then I know long distance, that was, that was the first, the first trip was a little bit hard just because of that like <laughs> but i don't know when you get when you get through the first 5 days you know you just get used to it and and, and how do you um because i know in one of the films you struggled with your knee um and, and things like that when you have that moment where you're um struggling how do you how do you push through keep filming and keep up the momentum at the same time <laughs> I have no idea, man. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, yeah, I, like I don't know how to answer that because I just, I guess you just have to do it. You have no, you have no way back. It's not easy to get out of where you are, and it's, mm. it's kind of like you have to finish the journey, you know. And then if you're doing it, you're doing like what I say is like if you do one thing, you do it all together. And you don't just do one thing, you know, because you started doing this project in this way. If you change, you can really see the changement. Like, so I just, yeah, I guess I just had to do it. <laughs> because when I, when I spoke to Eric last, uh, last episode, he, um, I touched on that kind of thing. Like what, you know, how, when you're telling a story, you know, what do you focus on? What do you do? What do you, how do you, how do you kind of, uh, you know, create that narrative? And, um, his kind of advice was, was, you know, you're going to have those low points. That's the story. You know, people want to see everything that's going on, like the unfiltered part of who you are. Um, it was just kind of interesting to hear his perspective on um, when you film, just, just film everything. Just don't worry about the, uh, the, the low points uh, and, and just get everything documented. And I think that's probably what came through on the film. It kind of actually changed the whole storyline of the, of, of, of the movie as well. Yeah, exactly. That's that's for example, Translab. I mean, that that what that's what happened to me. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't continue. My knee was like really painful. The 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 boys were also pushing hard, and we needed to push hard anyway. So, 
there you can see my completely low point of my <laughs> just cracking down, you know. And he was amazing. Nate, Nate, the filmer, he was just, he was really filming every single detail. And there's some bits that you will not see because they don't really match in the story. But then there's some other ones that is just like, yeah, she's just cracking down behind the car and I have to film this, you know. <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> so I guess it's part of the story. At the end, this 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 time where you don't care anymore about the camera, it's just like focusing on. And what about um, film versus photography? You know, if you had to choose one or the other, or what do you get from both of them, or, or how do you how do you see the, the the two different mediums being able to show a story? Yeah, that's. That's what I'm still asking myself <laughs> um, because I, I love the fact of being able to take a photo and and just like represent that moment in one single shot. Uh, but that single shot can tell a story for everybody completely different. And I think filming, it takes more time. It takes more learning and creativity and everything but you can show such a beautiful things with the film and you can just just show so many things that the the fact of like everything that comes through like you film it so you get the people you film it then you like download all the things you have to really be careful like all the step by step that it comes through with filming I just love it I really like it. I just did like what well, we just did um, completely different of Oscars and thereabouts, but together with a girl, we just did a documentary about Arizona and all these border problems and the biodiversity issues that they are down there. And we just, yeah, we just travel, got all the people, like proper people from like biodiversity centers, Jaguar centers and and like normal deaths, um, organizations and everything, put it, put all these people sitting down doing interviews and then film all around Arizona. And you know, all this, all what it all contains in a film, it's just, I just love it. <laughs> but I also like just taking the photo behind that, you know? <laughs> I always have the camera just focusing on the photos and then the other one we could say that gastronomy handles all the time but maybe help him or whatever it's just like in film so I, I always have both of them in my hand and that's that's something that I'm still trying to know about myself it's like what do I like more you know <laughs> mm. and when it comes to filming um you, when you're actually shooting and you're you've, you've got the subject in front of you and you're shooting are you, are you thinking about the um how you're actually going to edit that together at, at some point or you're filming everything and then the 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 editing at the end becomes where you piece the story together. Yeah, we, we normally do it like this. Um, we really, we, for example, for this documentary that we did in Arizona, we had a little bit of a or of an idea of how we wanted it. But you know, in filming, everything can go completely different as how you're thinking to do if you're not really shooting a commercial or anything so set up. So it's more like it's more like how it goes. And then that's that's how we like. Well, that's that's the idea that Gus had always in his head, and that's the idea that he put me on. So I think that's yeah, that's what we basically do all the time. And what what is the um, 
I guess the, the the filming, the journey kind of looks really cool, really kind of like the sexy part of cycling. But I imagine the editing is the the, the takes the most time. Um, how do how do you how do you keep the momentum up? To, how do you keep the momentum up from the journey being like so cool and awesome, and then being able to keep producing? Because I have the same sometimes with the podcast. You know, you you it's really cool to interview people, and you get a real kind of kick out of it. And then when it comes to then editing, piecing it together, it's like a whole different projects separately that has a different motivation a different um energy um it just feels like two different things for me uh, is, is it similar to, to what you guys do as well yeah that's that's a very good question so like i don't know <laughs> it's it's i mean you're also for example you're also going to be writing every day that's what is going to i think keep you motivated that every day you go through you'll find a new thing, a new people, you know, a new city, town. So I think that's what it, it keeps us like. It's more the next day, the next project, the next adventure. And we, for for example, we come here and it's like, okay, what what are we do next? Let's let's go and do like I don't know a big climb, go to the other side and film it, and then we do it, you know. Um, and we just love doing it because it's, it's, it's all what is involved on it um, that keeps you motivated. And then you edit it and you're like, oh, that was sick. Should we do another one? <laughs> <laughs> and then, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I think just the fact of like being able to combine editing with self-sport. So like you go and ride in the morning and then, for example, now we're doing a podcast, you know, and then, but you will keep riding. It's not because you're not writing that you have to do the podcast all the upper side. So that's, yeah, I think that's what it keeps us a little bit out. Mm. Uh, talking to cycling as well, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in, in kind of what, what your perspective on why riding a bike or I guess the industry or I guess uh, people riding bikes. Like what, what, what is it that's attractive to keep telling that story? I mean, I guess why, why do you ride a bike and, and why are you interested in, 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 creating stories around riding bikes um i mean i love I, I love especially i love riding bikes because um you can see the world in another way and you can you can know about the culture the place the area and everything more easily than if you go in your car or in a motorbike or in a bus so you go to a place and you have your bike you will start to like do a route and let's see what's here and you discover this you discover more basically and um that's why i love writing it just makes me discover places that i will never do if i will go by car or or any other like vehicle um so i think that's 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 my main tool for yeah for explore <laughs> and mm. uh, there's a lot of people like uh, everything i think that involves cycling is like, oh, I'm going to sign up for this race. What it becomes that race is like traveling to another place, visiting the day before, you know, get to know where are you riding. And then the next day you ride this amazing race or loop or whatever. Um, and then you just see where you're riding that you will never see it if you're not riding in that race. So I think that that like becomes a thing for everybody. Um, and it's what I, yeah, it's what I really love about cycling. It just makes you see the world in another way. 
Yeah, I, I remember actually in in one of the uh, sh- one of the films you mentioned that you were uh, at one point in your life you wanted to be um, potentially a, a professional uh, bike racer. <laughs> yes, that was very long ago. <laughs> now I don't want to be that. <laughs> and is and is that is that because were you involved in cycling? Were you, were you cycling when you were younger then as well to 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 have that kind of aspiration? No, I cycled since seven years ago seven seven eight years ago but like my beginnings were really like fixed gearing city like not really any I didn't know what, what gears I didn't know what was a road bike so it really it was just to move me around Barcelona uh, by my own and then and then I did like a first a few alley cats and I was like oh this is sick and it and then I signed up for a crit and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And that became like something more. And then I started training. So, yeah, after like I left Berlin or before I was living, Ber- left Berlin, sorry. Um, I was, you know, German people are really strict and they train and they do all like this very specific <laughs> trainings, velodrome, everything was really correct you know and I was like oh I feel strong like I I I don't know I could try to be or like I could maybe try to do this swift academy and try to be a professional writer but do I really want that and then as soon as I this like as soon as I discovered the part of traveling more I was like there's no way I'm gonna do that it's impossible as well for me I am right now for example because I have not like a stable job or a stable place and that makes you be very undisciplined and very and you know inconsistent so yeah I don't think yeah I don't think I want to be that anymore (laughs) yeah riding bikes should be about fun uh yeah not chasing your tail around Europe yeah I will not even be able to see what I saw in one year so one thing I want to ask you about is is um social media because the more I kind of talk to people and the more, you know, episodes I've done, uh, especially talking to people who have um, traveled the world or traveled, um, you know, bike touring, bike packing, like how social media, especially Instagram, for example, is becoming quite um, quite a big tool to use. And now just from doing the show, um, I get a lot of people that kind of reach out to me directly. They ask me questions, offer for me to stay in certain places. They end up sending me emails and different things. And it's just... I'm kind of intrigued by um, the, the power of social media and how it is kind of for everyone that's different, kind of uh, using it in different ways. Um, uh, what's your what's your perspective on it, and 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 how is it kind of like a has or hasn't changed really what you do? Um, I think since the beginning, I always use Instagram as a tool to like make people. Um, mo- sorry as a tool to motivate people into doing more things and discovering like or exploring or doing backpacking or you know going to fixed gear crate and just doing it for the first time or like so I think like yeah that's that's how I will or how I use my Instagram it's just to empower the people to do all these things mm. um, but of course like you know everybody has brands behind and the brands ask for photos and they ask for like, um, some things. So 
it kind of all involves uh, the, like, a, like a bowl, you know, and you're the center and you have to just please everybody beside like, like sorry, you, from your followers, like from your friends or from even your family, you know, you like I'm pretty sure my family knows more about me through Instagram than through my WhatsApp or like my calls. So, so yeah, you sort of like use it a lot for for that. But there's a lot of times that I just think like, oh my god, this is such a terrible thing. I just I should just shut it out, like shut it. Don't open it again and just live life without. But it's very difficult. Mm. So because I just have it still open. <laughs> and then yeah, as you say, like I for example, I travel a lot um in in what is like when you become never at home, like sorry, when you you're never at home it's very difficult to like communicate with your friends and everything. So Yeah. I think I find the same thing, like the more you travel, the more you end up just uh, using it as a tool to communicate. I know from, from talking to bikepackers and people traveling the world, they actually, um, you know, meet up with people and people get offered homes and people get offered to eat and share and, and do things via all the social tools. So as much as it's a it's a tool we all hate, it's still like very valuable to, to, to life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right now it's just bad. <laughs> if you had to pick any project to, to, to work on, like a life project that would be... Uh, I guess your your big main thing. Um, what what do you think it would be? That's a very good question. Um, <laughs> what would be my life project? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I never like you made me think too much. No, I'm joking. Um, I think I think what I've been doing from now on, like creating these these films and this projects together with people that you really like it's what it would be my ideal project but at the same time I also want to open a business you know or like I want to do something for myself and not having to depend always from other people so right now I'm in between transaction actually of like should I just get back I did like a year and a half of traveling and of very good things. I think I should settle up something and, you know, starting to put my little brain on something that I could be a future or a better future. So, um, so right now it's just, I'm just in a mix of feelings between two things. <laughs> so I don't know which will be my, my best project. I just have to think about that. Yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that. That's kind of, for me, this pedaling home and the podcast, I'm not sure what it's going to give me in the end, but hopefully it's something that allows me to then go into something else, um, cycling-related, or it just developed into something. But I guess, yeah, I can, I can, I can understand. Uh, I can connect with that very well. Um, so with with my um, trip uh, coming up, um, the challenge I've got is how do I create and ride and create and ride and create a story as I go and um, I've been asking people advice within the creative industry, so like yourself and Eric, um, what kind of advice would you give based on what you do to to either think or even to, to produce content uh, or even just to, 
to, to tell a story? You know, what, how would you, what's your perspective and how would you kind of go about um, doing it? I think the, the, the main thing is just creating your, like what it will be, or what you will think that is your highlights. So like you're doing this amazing route and then in each day you have like, I don't know, three photos and then you meet one person and then, you know, you can also, I mean, it will be difficult to you to film, I guess, but I think photos will be the thing that will, will be more, um, <laughs> sorry, one second. Gus, can you open? Okay. The dog is just, I want to go outside. Um, uh, so yeah, I just think like you should create highlights of what you, what, what created more impression for you. That's what I, I have been doing like, and then documenting, of course, all the people you ha you meet, at least having one photo of that people. It's just amazing, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I just, I just think the more people you meet, the more amazing your story will be in the podcast and everything. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm really, really intrigued of how that will be, and I will, I'm really looking forward to listen all these people and community you're gonna meet along the way because it's gonna be a lot. And if you need any help, for example, Macedonia, Albania, Kosovo, if you go any on these countries, the boys did the last film, and we met bunch of cyclists as well so just let us know and we can also put you in contact with them yeah that's awesome um i mean that's yeah that's great offer and and also the the i never actually thought about it from your perspective of of documenting the the people i meet and even breaking it down yeah. um i've always just been thinking the podcast the show let's talk about cycling but actually yeah you, it's got an interesting perspective and even when i talked to eric he he um again was was of the focus of um his film you know like just 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 give the raw stuff don't try and overly uh uh overly script everything um that's an interesting uh, perspective um yeah just just like when you when i guess when you do the podcast um because i can't sit here i don't know if you have a website for the podcast or not but that that would be amazing just to see the photo of the person you're speaking with um, you know, because then you can imagine the people will see that photo and then they will hear the voice and then they will imagine how that these people is talking to you. And that will create an mm. amazing imagination into somebody who's listening to the podcast. That's what I would like to see, for example. I guess one, one absolute final question um, <laughs> is because of what you do and, and how you got into it, which is a super interesting story, uh, a narrative of your own life, I guess, um, just jumping into something and, and, and committing. Um, if, what, what advice would you give to someone else wanting to step in and jump in and do something that's always kind of, you know, people that want to do it, but they never quite do it or they uh, don't find a way of committing. Um, what kind of advice would you give to someone who wants to jump in and be creative? Um, just don't, don't close your doors. Like, catch opportunities above the fly there's going to be always amazing job and shit jobs but you know to have an amazing job you also have to have a shit job so just like don't close your doors like just go out there and and just like take your iphone that right now has amazing camera just film do photos like feel what you like what you feel and and just 
have fun with it. I think that's it. <laughs> I think we can finish finish on that. That's awesome. Oh, well, thanks for taking your time out, Sammy, talking with me whilst you're in a, in a snowy nice. Colorado. You're welcome. Have a great trip and I wish you the best and anything you need. Um, just text me. I will be up to hear anything. <laughs> okay, guys, listen up. That was a good podcast and it really, since recording that about three weeks ago, I've since been thinking hard and a lot about some of the things she said. Uh, and I think documenting things as I go, taking the pictures of people as I see them, I think there's something quite powerful about doing that. And I also want, so one thing I wanna do is be able to create something so that when I get back, there's that kind of linear timeline of, of things that I've seen and done. And I think you have to commit to doing something like that first and then do it all the way back home. Otherwise, if you start and stop and start and stop, you're never gonna have a full picture of the whole thing. So, listen up. One thing I really want to do is, if you guys have ever seen something called Humans of New York, that was one thing that came to mind when Sammy was talking about the photography. And one of my, this whole project is around capturing those stories, capturing the cultural differences between people that binds them together via two wheels. So what I want to do is actually find a way of documenting that as I go, in a really basic form, you know, nothing too complex, just really for them to share their stories. So if you think of Humans of New York, if you don't know them, go on Instagram and, and type in Humans of New York. It's an amazing story and it's an amazing Instagram feed and you should totally go there and be inspired by what uh, he's doing there. But think about that from a cycling perspective. Is there something there that, that I could do on the way home? Especially because I'm traveling through these cultural differences, you know, huge cultural differences between Australia and countries in Asia and Myanmar, India. Uh, the Middle East, uh, could I actually document something there that's quite interesting? I'm not sure what it is yet, still thinking about it, but if you have an idea, share it with me, and if you think there's something there, share that with me as well. I'm not sure what it is, I'm feeling something, I'm gonna think about it, but there's something coming, I'm not sure what it is. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. That was Sammy Sawe talking about her story, what, where she's come from, and, and how she does what she does. Uh, and share with us kind of her future things really so i think that was super cool again if you want to follow my story go to at peddling podcast which is the instagram handle and peddlingpodcast.com which is the website uh, follow along on my journey i'm in sydney at the moment i'm going to be heading down to melbourne cycling if you're on the route if you know on the route if you know people that i should talk to when i'm in melbourne reach out let me know follow my story and just yeah be a friend thanks for listening <laughs>